the Friday GAA podcast with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGrath. Surely give it in, Conor. Mackie heading it towards the 21 metre line. Team Mackie still going. Go on, your boy. Goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal. I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly. But will stick in your mind at the champions who showed car. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. A small change before the game, worth the street. Donovan Connor Beck. Wild effort on goal. It's over! Oh, it's over! Hello, good afternoon. Welcome along to the Friday GEA podcast. I'm Nathan Murphy. Tommy Rooney is over there. Hey, how's it going? I'm very, very, very well. Colin Parkinson, how are you? All right, not too bad. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So me pants are wrecked. Pants are wrecked. Look at me pants, <laughs> covered in grass stains from you hopping all over me. What a celebration! What a celebration! Incredible and there was something to celebrate. Yeah. Well, maybe explain to people because so they're probably confused right now. They are. They are confused. Uh, there was a reason why Wooly was hopping all over me and I was on the ground, helpless. <laughs> so a little bit earlier on, we went out to St Vincent's uh, to take part in the crossbar challenge, which is kind of taken off over the past week or so the Clare Hurlers were they the first ones to do it? Clare started it they called Waterford out Waterford have done it Waterford called sure Wexford who, out? Not sure who I don't think Waterford Ooh. called anyone out did they? They did I can't they remember did. who they called out They definitely did Wexford. Dan Shanahan called somebody I, I said Wexford Dan Shanahan called somebody out at the very end uh, Nobody called us out <laughs> So we thought we would just do it anyways just and then we going, could call yeah. some people out So we went out there today Um Wooly, you're an average hurler. Do you play a bit of hurling? Never. It's never able. Yeah, well, Tommy? Never up. never played a game of hurling in my life. So there was, what, 10, 11 of us out there at St. Vincent's? Yeah, yeah. For a good... We were there 40 for a minutes. while. We were, we were striking balls for 40 minutes. Striking yeah, balls, then just want, messing. We'd, then and then we had one proper, one proper go each. Yeah. Now, Wooly d- thought I didn't even deserve a go. <laughs> because I was so... Of, of the 11 people, I'd say I was... Second worst. Yeah, Raph was the worst. <laughs> you would have been. What next. you said? I was worse, Tommy. No, no, no. I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't. I was better than Raph. You were better than Raph. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Raph was going with one. You half. hit the crossbar. Exactly. <laughs> the only person to hit the crossbar from the entire thing. It was absolute karma. That's all it was. Oh, I had listened to what? No, no. He doesn't deserve a go. He's useless. <laughs> we're just wasting our time. We're just wasting our time. Oh, brilliant. Well, I was trying to call it as I saw it. I said, "Look, you're not. It's just not going to happen for you, mate. Stop." I have. I never played any hurling at all. No, I zero hurling really? when I was a kid. And Ballyhonnes is the stronghold couldn't, couldn't of tell. hurling in in Mayo County Champions. I think it's something like eight of the last ten years. Wow. Uh yeah. No, it was a big round ball. Was what I was used to, okay. as you could as you could tell. <laughs> Haven't but seen you with a big round ball yet. So. I got the job done. And that's all that matters. We got the job done. We got we had a celebration, and we know, got fifty quid for goal. Fifty quid for yeah. goal. But I think we're going to give them. We need another. Well, we're going we to give them to. less. What we have to pay for me getting a new pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> you wreck them. 
I thought everybody was coming chasing me, but it turned out it was just you and Keen. You, you were moving pretty fast. Hey, you see, yeah, yeah. Kim's rest, a bit of a surprise, did it? Up. It took me a while to catch you. Uh, the video is going to be up. It could be up around about now, depending when you're listening, but it will be up shortly, and you'll find out who we nominated to do it and all that sort of stuff. Uh, busy weekend coming up on Off the Ball. Tomorrow we are going to be up in Breffney Park in Cavan for the Round 2A qualifier between Cavan and Ross Common. Uh, also on tomorrow, Offaly against Kildare. Kildare back in action six days after their humiliation against Dublin. Anthony Moyles will be keeping an eye on that one. On commentary for Cavan against Ross Common for us at five o'clock, Ushin Langan will be joined by Kevin Cassidy and everybody's favourite sideline reporter. Billy Joe Padden. Uh, Claire Longford also on tomorrow in the football. In the hurling tomorrow evening, you've got Claire Offaly, Leash Dublin and Wexford against Cork. And then on Sunday, Wooly, you're going to be down at Fitzgerald Stadium in Killarney. We've live coverage of Kerry against Cork. You'll be alongside James Horan and also Day at uh, Ushie Commentary. And Joe Malloy's going to be down there presenting the entire show from Fitzgerald Stadium. Joe gets very excited when he's let out of the office. He do- well, he does. He was very excited in Crow Park last week and he hasn't been in Fitzgerald Stadium before. And if it's sunny, what an absolutely oh. sensational setting for a football game. It's a brilliant atmosphere. Unbelievable crack down the town as well both sets of supporters having a laugh hopefully the weather will stay good I know it's really good Saturday and yeah. it's supposed to break Sunday hopefully it'll stay off and we'll get a really good occasion again Fitzgerald Stadium is one of those GAA stadiums that seems to lend itself to momentum so now obviously last year's Munster final is an exception where Kerry absolutely hammered Cork but all my memories have been in Fitzgerald Stadium even in the finals that were Limerick were in yeah. they have their Close. moments yeah. that's you get that spell of 15, 20 minutes yeah. and the crowd and the noise of the crowd and it just pushes your side on. Well, the year before, uh, the last Munster final in uh, Fitzgerald Stadium, we did it as well. Yeah. And it was an absolute scorcher of a day and Kerry were unbelievable in the first half. First time I saw James O'Donoghue, I think it could have been his debut, maybe, I'm not 100% sure of that. Uh, Gooch was sensational. James O'Donoghue was sensational. I think they were in 8, 9, 10 points up at half time and Cork got it back to two yeah. in the second half they brought on all their kind of you know um, experienced players and they got it right back so definitely there seems to be a score and end Nathan it's the sort of place where as a commentator you're very jealous of the sideline reporter because it usually is sunny down there and you're right there in front of the packed terraces whereas the commentary position is almost inside you take a window down it's terrible and it's bloody boiling and it's tiny and I remember but maybe three years ago, it was certainly the first year Darrow O'Shea had retired. Yeah. And I was squashed into a little booth with Darrow O'Shea. And Dara, certainly then, I'm not sure now, had a habit of thumping you every time something happened. <laughs> so every time the Kerry scored, he could be a little thump in the shoulder. And he still had his, he still almost had his, his match fitness. Bit, yeah. By the end of the match, I was in bits. Every single carry. Did you see that? Did you see that? I'm watching the bloody match. Right? You can't get away from it. Just see that. Absolutely tiny. There's no doubt about it. Now, if the Cheryl Stadium isn't great, I've run in battles with these stewards in get- at matches. Not many allow you stand on the sideline like side reporters. Some of them try to put you back in the stand. Some yeah. of them make you sit down on the grass. Some of them. One year I sat beside the Kerry subs <laughs> on the edge of the bench, and Eamon Fitzmaurice said, "Absolutely not." There was a message came in. Yeah. He cannot sit on the subs bench. <laughs> Um, is this two years ago but Johnny oh I did it one year maybe what complaint wasn't about me I sat on the very edge one year but Johnny Crowley did it one year substituting in for me in in Turles against Tipperary and he was actually sitting right beside his ex-teammates and the Lavender Eamon Fitzmaurice contacted News Talk and this is never to happen again (laughs) (laughs) are you going to go for it anyways on Sunday 
Um, I'm not sure where I'll perch myself. I'll try and stay out of everyone's way. Uh, you're going to be talking to Eamon Fitzmaurice uh, before and possibly after the match as well and Brian Cuthbert as well. I texted Eamon Fitzmaurice just to say, well, he's going to be there. He'll be chatting to you before the match. Tell him now to keep it two or three minutes max. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Uh, to be honest, pre-match chats anyways. Look, listen, I think everybody doesn't have to be a genius to figure out what that three-minute chat's going to be about. <laughs> Gooch. Yeah. End so, of story. This Kerry team, is it the real Kerry team? Uh, I don't no. know. No? No way. It can't be like. Is, 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 is if it's Morris, if it is the team, is he potentially not doing what we would almost look at sides like, well, I think of Mayo in particular, of... Thinking about August now and getting maybe not play, time. yeah, getting well. Obviously, maybe Gooch, Gooch contradicts that because you would think he does need the match practice, yeah. but getting everybody a lot of game time and working a system so that if Gooch were to get injured again, he knows what he's got. Uh, I don't think he can do that against uh, Cork. Cork. You know, it's still a monster final against their arch rivals. I'm not sure. I don't want to read too much into it, but like, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of uh, workers on that half forward line now. Maybe Emma Fitzmaurice likes to think tactically, and maybe think we might need this, you know. And Gooch isn't. I asked Barry O'Shea specifically last night. Said, "How does Gooch change Kerry's game plan from last year? Because you don't want Gooch in the half forward line running back into his defence. Yeah. It's a waste of having the Gooch. Because number one, he's not good at it, and number two, you're not getting the best out of him because he's gonna be using up all his energy back tackling. So unless Eamon just thinks, look, this isn't a game for Gooch. We need a workman like half forward line. We're going to have to drop some bodies back behind the ball. They've got Hurley, they've got O'Neill, they've got um, Kerrigan starting, and they also have Donnick O'Connor starting. So they're four forward forwards, forwards yeah. you know, ne- not necessarily, they're not going to be coming back into defence. Yeah. And maybe Kerry's defence, he, he thinks after the Tipperary game, they were, you know, a bit exposed early in the game. Maybe he thinks they need that little bit. But look, Gooch could start. We don't know. If that was if that was the problem, he could have easily named Gooch number 15 and, and played him in that kind of playmaker role a little further out. Like, he could yeah. have done that. Like, I'm very surprised Tom Cooper isn't starting. Um, you'd imagine he needs the game time. You'd imagine that it's necessary to, to play in these games. Are, are they, are Kerry more one-dimensional when Gooch plays? Because everything flows through him? Well, I think that's a good point from Tommy that like he could start in, in the corner. Yeah, like, Gooch has to start. I'd be like, we're not at training, and seemingly their training uh, games are incredibly competitive. But I don't think form and training should apply to Gooch. Gooch has enough, yeah, you know, credit in credit in the bank, bank yeah. to ever worry about two or three bad training session games. Because come on, let's call a spade a spade. Some fellas rise to the occasion in a monster final. Other lads don't, and we know you know what you're going to get with Gooch. I think he'll start. I think he'll start. He has to start. Like in fairness to Fitzmaurice, he, he's built a squad with incredible depth. Like you're looking at that team and you're looking at that bench and there's there's so much quality on it. And this time last year we were looking at that team. Yeah. And we, we, you know you wouldn't have thought that that, that Kerry team is as strong as they are. But, oh, was um, that the um the league game down at Porky Rin where Cork hammered them again just like just like last year and Anthony Maher uh, it was very close at half time. Anthony Maher was dominating. In midfield, yeah. and then when he went off injured at half time, it swung completely. Now, Cork have obviously changed their midfield. Uh, Owen Cadigan was playing in midfield yeah. that day. I think he's named a full back this time around. Yeah. In midfield, is that potentially where we could see changes as well to the starting 15? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I think the two midfields are, are a great matchup, perfectly matched. Moran and O'Connor will fight the aerial battle. 
two very good fetchers. Moran obviously has a lot more class than O'Connor, but O'Connor's good in the air and he's you, powerful. You'd imagine Moran would have more legs as well. Yeah, you'd imagine he's better on the ground. But, you know, Fintan Gould then and Brian Sheen, they'll be the runners. They'll be all mm. over the field and they'll be attacking. And they're a great matchup as well. So I, I think that I, that could easily be the midfield, you know, because I think, I think uh, the one worry about Kerry's midfield is when they go up against the Fintan Gould or they go up against the Michael Darren McCauley, they might not have the legs. The legs. Anthony Marr, certainly. Like, if the Michael Darren McCauley was on Anthony Marr, you know, it could be a bit of a massacre. Yeah. To be fair, Anthony Marr is a kind of 45 to 45, you know, works between those two lines and is a brilliant a brilliant uh, fetcher. But Keno Sullivan and Dar- Michael Darren McCauley could go to town on him. Yeah. You know, yeah. for movement. So maybe he's looking, you know, he's looking at, at his options in midfield as well. You've been writing about Cork this week, Tommy? Yeah, like, it's very easy to just write Cork off because of what happened last year. But, like, an, an all-around quarterfinal against Mayo, they're, they're within a point, you know? They Like, I was at it. They never really looked like they were going to win yeah, it. Yeah, Mayo let them back into it They a bit. did let them back into it. But, like, Cuppert has dealt with a lot of changes since he came in. He's tried to bring in a philosophy and a different style of play, and it hasn't worked. And he's tried to adopt it, too. Like, he, after that hammering by Kerry last year, he employed two sweepers <laughs> against Sligo. And he got a lot of stick for that. Um, but like there's good footballers in Cork like. there's Mark Collins is a very smart footballer he's going to use him deep Brian Hurley and Colin O'Neill inside are so so dangerous like. and this Kerry defence has been leaking goals this year mm. you've seen how like Mark Griffin has played 8 games and he's been dropped for this so Mark O'Shea is coming in full back you know Cork can do damage in there what is Brian Cuthbert's current philosophy? well I don't think he needs to I think his philosophy is playing 4 forwards and everybody else defend when you lose the ball. And I think he plays one full-time sweeper in the O'Driscoll fella, and Collins will come back. He'll kind of fall back with the play. So they're going to have their two midfielders maybe dropping, and they'll have two extra forwards back there. So their defence should have enough cover. When they break then, what I'd like genuinely like to see is Kerrigan back in the team, because he's an out-ball in the half-forward line. a lot of pace, and he can help them when they counter-attack as an option when they look up. Yeah. Donegal O'Connor is all class. I, he's a player I've, I've loved for a long time. Not sure if he has the legs for a a lot of running needs to be done in mm. that half forward line when it's only two and two and a half forward line two inside I'm not sure how they line up because he's tried Brian Hurley out there a couple of times as well because he's really really good at winning possession too so I don't I don't I don't think his style I think his style is pretty consistent um, with what it has been since they lost that Munster final it's defensive style but not massively defensive like you know leaving four dangerous scoring forwards up there Yeah. and to be honest I've said this before if I was managing a team it's pretty similar to the way I would be coach. I would be setting my team up. Yeah, they've been quite consistent under Brian Cuthbert. They've just had bad defeats. Yeah, and you were kind of making that point on last night's show that perhaps everyone's reading way too much into the defeat to Dublin because Dublin can do that to pretty much anybody. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a fact. They, they they do, and the history tells us they're doing it. To, they did it to Monaghan yeah. last year in Croke Park, and you you know how highly everyone rates Monaghan's defensive system. They've done it to all the Leinster teams. And they've done it to Derry in a league final. Who you know, Dublin just do that. I think that's a, a one-off. Now they did blow up against Dublin the year before, where yeah. they were ten points half, up, whatever, yeah. and they had a massive turnaround. Again, Dublin got the run in them. And Tomas O'Shea's comments where to do, where's their leaders to stand up when these things are happening? It's a very fair enough comment, yeah. you know. Um, well, is that why what they need is a moment? This group of players do they yeah. just need? one victory that gives themselves the belief almost that they can do it but Cork like, they, they, yeah they need to make leaders like they lost Canty and O'Leary and Cassan and Alan Quirk and O'Connor's back and 
like they lost like lads like they might not have been leaders but there were a lot of experience in that team like that October when they lost all them guys so you know these guys just need to stand up um, he's brought in the O'Driscolls Owen Cadigan's back like Michael Shields is there in defence but the, the thing I'm worried about as well is that Lockery, Cadigan and Shields were the full back line last year as well and Cork would have played that defensive system and O'Donoghue had so much space when he's kicking his pants. Uh, they didn't play the defensive system in the Munster Finals. No, they, they changed it after that after okay. that hammering. Um, they left themselves wide open that day. The problem with um, Cork's leaders is that their two biggest leaders are in their full back line. You need leaders in the middle third. You know, we saw it from Mead when yeah. Mead were getting a run on them. You know, you need leaders to stand up and win a break. A Paul Galvin. You need someone to get up and catch a ball that's you know needed, get fouled, throw the ball on the ground, walk away from it, slow the game down. You know, a Darrow Shea type fella. Mm. These are the lads you need. Now, it's not just their class, but it's the lads to stand up and in those um, moments when you need them. And I didn't see Mead having any. No. And I don't know who Cork have to get you. Well, to be fair, Alan O'Connor might be able to do that now. It's, a, it's very important to have gotten him back because you yeah. see too many Cork lads, you know, not t- not being capable of turning the tide when it's going against them. Yeah, or even when you're two, three points up to just put the ball out of play, to just delay things a little bit and yeah. the crowd are on your back but you couldn't give a damn. And yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be If great. Cork can produce. Yeah. I think they will. I think they will. So They're a proud I. county and, you know, like we said, wouldn't read too much into Dublin. You take the Dublin result out of Cork's year and they've had an outstanding year so far. You know, beating Donegal in the semi-final, fair enough, a league semi-final, but Donegal going really well under Gallagher and they hammered Clare who you know these for Clare Kerry didn't hammer Clare last year in the in the yeah. yeah. final. They struggled against them for long periods. Clare coming off a really good league and they dismantled them. So you know I think this will be close. Uh, so live commentary of that we're going to be there from midday on Sunday. We'll be doing our paper review. Uh, Michael Quirk's going to be doing that alongside Tony Lean and Joe and then commentary with Woolly James Horn who I think is very excited as well it is his first taste of a Munster final where has James Horn been going he, at the Cavan <laughs> he's been playing he's been, pl- he's been playing the and Ca- he's been managing wait a minute this takes the, up your weekends the Cavan Monaghan game was his first ever Ulster Championship match yeah. this is his first how ever Munster how many Ulster final. Championship matches had you been to before you started working oh, in that's Newstalk that's a very good question <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did go to my first ever Ulster final two years ago, yeah. and yeah, I was. We were lucky enough to do do them two years in a row, so they're a great occasion as well. Any provincial final outside of Leinster has yeah. a good chance of being a good game. Um, so that's Cork against Kerry. Also on Sunday, Galway against Kilkenny in the Leinster hurling final. We'll have Brian Hogan, DJ Kerry, and Owen Kelly as part of our analysis for that. And Kilkenny were super impressive against Wexford. In fact, the doubts you would have had over them seems to have almost motivated them even more that we got to start right from the very beginning this season and just demolish everybody and Galway it's very hard not to go down the cliched route with Galway but we're going to have doubts over Galway all the way through to an All-Ireland final yeah. no matter what they do Galway for the last two years they need they need to beat more than Dublin and Leash for us to start believing them in, in them again yeah. but last night we were talking um, to James O'Connor and he made a point that there's a huge tactical decision to be made here for Galway and that's because Richie Hogan's centre forward Irlatanian centre back Irlatanian's not a marker he's a lad that likes to hold the centre so Irlatanian cannot let Richie Hogan go like it's it's just suicide a hurling suicide yeah. if you do so does Irlatanian try to man mark him do they bring back a forward they don't seem to have maybe uh, Smith the wing forward could come back and actually you know mark 
um, Richie Hogan and allow Irlitanian to hold the middle because if if Irlitanian follows Richie Hogan out, you've Michael Fennelly, you know, you've all these fellas running down the middle, and Kilkenny will yeah. get goals. So you know, it's a big decision for Galway yeah. and, and Anthony Cunningham. Yeah, and he's a smart guy, and presumably he realizes this as well. But there is almost that culture within Galway of, well, this is how we play. Yeah, but you know, Cunningham was pretty tactical his first year. Yeah. You know, he got he brought a lot of men back behind the ball and they changed it up a couple of times. It's it's strange. What worked for him the year they got to the Ireland final in his first year, he seemed to go away from, which is a strange one. But uh, you'd have to fancy Kilkenny. Like, they've still got class. Like, it's incredible the players that have turned over when you still look at their forward line and, you know, TJ Reid's on fire, Richie yeah. Hogan's on fire, Owen Larkin is still there, Aylward comes in and scores 3-5, yeah. Walter, Walter Welsh there, like, and Michael Fenley, it's still a powerhouse of a, a Kilkenny team despite all the retirements. Uh, plenty of qualifiers in the Hurling Championship on Saturday. Clare against Offaly. Uh, Colin Galvin back in the squad and probably back in the starting 15 as well. You're not overly impressed with it, Wooly? Ah no! Look, sure. It, to be honest with you, that decision's made. There's no point in complaining about it now. I'm yeah. happy that Colin Galvin's back playing this year. You know, like I have no issues with Clare. I had issues with that one incident during the year. Like Clare, a young team to play a really nice brand of hurling. I'm more than happy to see Clare get a run in the qualifiers and stay in it. Like they are a team that are very, in- whatever you say about Davy, they're very interesting to talk yeah. about. Yeah. You know, they're an exciting team, young and. You know, it's absolutely no harm having Galvin back and having Clare at full strength. Yeah, it was almost the opposite of a shop local policy that Davy Fitzgerald has down there. If you go on the piss within Clare, you're screwed. <laughs> but as long as you do it across the water, yeah. it's it's all fine. It's like that. If you cheat your girlfriend out of Ireland, <laughs> yeah. it's not as bad. It does, doesn't count, does <laughs> no, it? Though? I don't think it does That's count. The woolly, the woolly rules. Yeah, I think they're teenage rules. <laughs> they're te- what, what, I'd, I'd, well, Tommy, I'd say that would still yeah. try and get them to apply. Thank you, Tommy. I don't. I haven't left the country in a long Summer time. Summer holiday with <laughs> the lads, all bets are off. That's where you're going wrong, Tommy. You need to start getting away. Take a bit of a holiday for yourself. Okay. Take a break. No, take you're gone. So, you're gone very quiet all I'll of a sudden. Take a holiday with the missus. Uh, what is the best of these qualifiers then? Wexford against Cork, probably. But like that was very one-sided in the league as well. You know, Cork pulled away from him in the end. You wonder how. I don't know what's gone wrong Wexford after such a good year last year. You know, the the league this year they weren't good. And you know, got blown away by Kilkenny. Yeah. So, well, if, is is it just that you can read too much into being blown away by a juggernaut? Yeah, they're beaten in the league as well. You know, they yeah. were, Well, they hammered by Cork in the league, and they were beaten by both Waterford and Limerick in the group stages. So, you know, I suppose they beat Leash and Offaly and teams they should have beaten. But at the same time, if Wexford want to get to the top table, they need to be beating Limerick in the league. You know, and they need to be putting up a better show against Cork. And like Wexford, Wexford looked inspired last year against Clare and in those games and. I don't know if Jack Gunny's Jack Gunny back. I don't know if he is. I don't but he's think such so. a he's such a huge loss in there. Like the way yeah. they, they didn't use Conor Mc, they used Conor McDonald a little bit further out than they should have the last game as well. I thought. I I, I don't want to get back into a championship structure type debate, but I was thinking this even with Down in the football last week. Like even two games isn't enough for that. You should only. No, that you should get more than even two games in the championship. Ah, yeah. Well, most re- most restructures have a lot more. Than have two a lot games. more than two games. Like two games is absurd. It's very simple. End of story. It's don't get me started on these structures because, like, I'm really, really frustrated with the GPA. It's been a month now since Desi Farrell said he was going to. Uh, Thought you were going to go to their press conference yesterday. I uh, nobody reminded me about that. <laughs> 
we'll get you to one over the next couple of weeks. Presumably we something. something yesterday. Oh yeah, we'll, we had a meeting. We had a, meet, we had a, we had a meeting. Very, very Big important. Meeting. A very important meeting. Uh, and the football qualifiers. So we've live coverage tomorrow evening. We'll be staying on air till 7 o'clock. Cavan against Roscommon at Breffney Park. These two sides know each other very well. I was up there last year. Uh, we were meant to be doing live commentary and somebody ripped out the line when we got up there. Thankfully. It was the day of the Wexford Clare match so that went extra time so it would have been difficulties anyways. Either way, it was the worst match of Gaelic football I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was miserable, the weather. It was scoreless after 19 minutes. Jeez. Yeah. I think it was 3-2 at half time. And Roscommon hammered them then? Roscommon, 16-5, I think. Yeah, Roscommon hammered them in the second half. That's when... Uh, I had words with John Evans. He told me to start doing a bit of research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this presumably will be better. if the. I'm going to put a little bit of that down to the weather that day and it was just so bad. But, oh my God, it was the worst. Yeah, no score both, after 19 minutes. They're both uh, relatively f- defensive teams. Cavan yeah. yeah. a little bit less this year. You know, they've got argue up front and they're leaving four forwards up front all the time. They're not as defensive as previous years. So you might see Cavan involved, you know, in more exciting games. And Roscommon, you know... It's It'd be a disaster for Roscommon if they lost this game. It'd be a disaster Absolutely. for either. I think it's going to be a knockback for either. A little bit more Roscommon. And it's only... Especially with Roscommon going into Division 1 next season. Only a little bit more Roscommon because of their manager's big match. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you don't see anyone from Cavan saying when they got... Cavan actually got to an hour and quarter final. Yeah. They were beaten by Kerry, who, you know ended up losing to Dublin but are an outstanding team you didn't hear Terry Highland saying we're going to win in All-Ireland in the next five years they're coming off very good underage as well been in All-Ireland semi-finals All-Ireland finals never won one Common never won in All-Ireland in 21 wait until you wait, You have a you know they have a good crop of lads coming through but no better arguably than Cavan so you like John Evans needs to calm down <laughs> You know, this would be very What's embarrassing. What's a bit of ambition? Well, listen, you have to have realistic ambition. I'm a realist. End of story. That's it. You, let's, you have to crawl before you walk. And you certainly have to crawl before you start talking about All-Ireland. <laughs> yeah, it didn't do them lads any favours at all. Um, I think it's going to be a really defensive game. Much like last year. Yeah, a lot like last year. And they do know each other very well. They know each other from under-21 football too. They've met a good few times. Uh, to be honest, I think Cavan and Odom have beaten. I think Cavan feel like that as well. I think Roscommon are a better side, but... I don't know. I think Roscommon, I also heard Roscommon have a lot of injuries too. I think Donny Shine isn't back yet. Dermot Mert is out. Seneca Bride wasn't impressive against Sligo. He, he didn't look fit. So He never looks fit though, Tommy. He was out. He but there's, there's times though when he, he looks sharp and he, he firing over points. Even in the league final he looked good. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah, but he wouldn't have lost fitness. I, I think Seneca is the type of player that I Seneca think... Or Seneca Bride. I don't think it's a lack of fitness. That's just that's his physical makeup. You know, he he relies on his accuracy. Okay. And you know, he didn't play well. Like Ross yeah. Common didn't play well. Wouldn't necessarily put it down to fitness, but definitely Dermot Mert is a bit of a loss, uh, so, a big loss. Senna Connell, you're saying, definitely has a lack of fitness. Yeah, I'd say definitely. <laughs> now. I've seen him earlier in the year. He's carrying a few pounds. <laughs> maybe he maybe he looked in the mirror like yourself, Wooly. Yeah, I said. Turned it all around. Yeah, yeah. Um, Claire against Longford also throws in at five o'clock. This is quite an interesting game, much the same way as Cavan Ross Common. Both of these sides, whoever wins, will probably look back on the season quite favourably. But if you lose, despite decent league campaigns, you just haven't performed in the championship. Well, that's it. Yeah, and it's disappointing. But I, I, I often see teams to put such a massive emphasis on the league, running out of steam by the time the championship comes around, because there's only so much like banging on the dressing room wall there's only so much getting up for every game yeah. that you can do and a lot of the good I've been on leash teams that have taken a league very seriously 
And by the time the championship comes around, you're like, I've heard this, this before. This is the longest year I've ever had in all my life. Whereas other years, you're going into the dressing room before league game saying, lads, there's a big, bigger picture. You know, we want to Here's win this. We're, we're taking it seriously. Here's what we're trying to do. But there's not this mad yeah. treating league games like championship games. And like, you, you definitely run out of steam. Is there a longer term picture though that someone like say Jack Sheedy has to take at Longford which is let's get ourselves promoted and then at least we're playing at a higher level next season and that yeah. will stand to us when it comes to the championship definitely yeah I guess that's hard to explain though to supporters yeah but yeah. The, I know the, the weaker teams need to take the league more seriously obviously because you know championship's so unpredictable you could be out after two games this is a lot of their years so you, you don't mind that but it's definitely it's definitely noticeable that a lot of teams, the weaker ones that are banging banging on the whole way through the league, don't necessarily perform in the championship. Yeah, well, Clare but, another example of that. Yeah, but Longford and Clare they got their fixtures in November. They know they know they're going to be out pretty much. Like Longford are playing Dublin, Clare didn't have that much chance to turn over Cork. They know that they're going to be in the qualifiers straight away. Like so, like and it definitely is important to take that league seriously when you're down there and and getting to a higher level. Longford. Jack Sheedy he was criticised at the time for not changing his tactics against Dublin I guess this is the game then where you justify that that we played a certain way all season yeah well like I genuinely believe you can have two game plans it's not rocket science like if Longford play Clare they're at a similar level play your offensive game if you play Dublin don't play that same game Jesus I, I, like, I, you understand it's amateur but they're training so much now that surely a Saturday morning five Saturday mornings in a row can be dedicated towards you know defensive a defensive structure. game plan yeah, yeah. for when they're playing against Dublin like this isn't ruining your whole year or it's not like just have a second option that when you're playing Dublin that you're not humiliated when you're playing teams of your own standard like you'd be going more orthodox and more of- offensive then like that just seems so simple though yeah. yeah but why then doesn't it happen I never understand this yeah I, look I don't understand it either you look at Eamon Fitzmaurice and he's able to implement yeah. different game plans and I genuinely don't look I've managed a team so you know until I do it seems so easy to me it seems so easy to me that you can change little things up a lot of players 10 of your 15 players will be very intelligent it will be intelligent it, enough to pick stuff up it does depend on who you have on your team though doesn't it yeah well like I mean usually fellas can adapt they're not stupid you have a few lads that will be pretty stupid <laughs> like I've seen enough drills in football to know that they just can't cop on to something <laughs> so basic like any that. names no I don't want to try, I don't want to try out names but there's a, there's a few of them down through the years that just can't seem to you know change their brain does being stupid necessarily relate to how good a footballer you are like have you seen guys who are pretty stupid when it comes to training and drills and that but actually yeah. when it's in a match yeah yeah, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't all usually it's, it can happen. It can happen, but usually the lads that are a little bit stupid and can't adapt to different drills wouldn't be the best players on the team. Right. Uh, the first qualifier tomorrow is Offaly against Kildare. It's at O'Connor Park in uh, Tullamore. Kildare just a six-day turnaround. They're going to be playing in the same division as Offaly next season. Yeah. Um, Offaly will still be an upset. Any chance for Offaly here, Tommy? Sure, they have a chance. That six-day turnaround is tough. Um, they definitely have a chance. But like Kildare, it's, it's been such a horrible time for Kildare. Like they, they've, they had a good group of players. It looked like they had a good group of players coming to two, two or three years ago. Like Noel Kelly wasn't starting against Dublin. Something that I don't understand. 
Um, Tommy Mulek is only coming off the bench. Like you'd imagine them two boys would be in this weekend. They'd have to be like. We've uh, had a couple of dropouts even since the Dublin boys, game. Yeah, Highland and Mulhall went to America. Yeah, you well, know. Niall McNamee's out for Offaly, so I think that's their chance gone. If I'm being completely like serious about it, they don't have enough. He's their pure, he's their one pure class player, and he's out centre forward now, so he's on an awful lot even more ball. Can't see Offaly being good enough for Kildare unless there's some serious unrest in the Kildare camp yeah. during the week, and two lads leaving might indicate that might be happening. You know, but Kildare should have too much for Offaly. End of story, regardless of any any kind of turnarounds. All right, short and sweet this week uh, because we're all out celebrating me hitting the crossbar. Uh, Nelson, you want to talk about? Just no, no. Talk about that again. I'm just happy you to go avoided. practice. Congratulations! On Thank your, you on your crossbar. Thank you. Um, it's easier said than done. Claire and Waterford made it look very easy. Your technique is an absolute abomination. <laughs> Doesn't we, matter. Listen, listen I'd rather. Is, I would prefer my technique and miss than your technique. Well, and no, no, no. It. If we were, if we were twenty, I might say that, and you could go on and have a career in hurling. But it matters not a bit. It does. That you have made. There's a video of this. Yeah. There's well, look, the video's going to show me hitting the crossbar. Yeah, We'd still be there. We'd still be there if Nathan hadn't hit the crossbar. You're. With your technique as bad as it is, you can only call it an absolute fluke. No, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I got one so. goal. I got one goal, and I hit it. I, that's. It's almost like a fella. <laughs> it's almost like a fella with a blindfold on, on a par three getting a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to that. <laughs> on that note, all right, we will talk to you uh, around here tomorrow, Saturday at one, and then we're down in Killarney on Sunday. Good luck. She got game, we got game, they got game, he got game.